Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Now, 
before this sounds sadistic or before this sounds really bad, when I mean turn over the pain, I mean those pains that could happen to anyone that sometimes is avoidable, sometimes helps. Not a bad pain, nothing like something like morbid. We're not going to go that route. And not the current state of COVID or cancer or anything like that, because those are nothing to joke about, laugh about. That gets left out. But what we mean turn about a pain, we're talking about a paper cut. <laughs> something minute as a paper cut. <laughs> Stepping on a Lego. Uh, even the proverbial uh, bee sting, a jam finger. Uh, we even are considering things such as uh, the wrong order for your food. When you get all the way home after you go and order it, and then you get home and you see it's a bad order. That's pain. <laughs> so we are working on these things. It will be finalized sometime this weekend. And when it is finalized, here's what I want you to do, because I want this to be interactive. We will have, over the next few weeks, different brackets that Mary and I will discuss on a weekly basis here on the show. And we want you to be interactive with us as well. You can go to News Comment BTR on Twitter, and I will have, for that week, each week's brackets. We're going to random. This is not in any particular order. They're going to be randomly generated ranking 1 to 32. So we'll have, kind of have our own invitational tournament, so to speak. Uh, Mary and I know so far some of the ones that will make it. I'm not going to ask you yet uh, what your favorite to win is. <laughs> did you have a favorite? All of those, did you have one that you think that might win? I have a couple that are that are swimming around that are up there in the favorites, but we have to narrow it down first before, you know, I need to see the bracket before we can do that. Yes. We still have to have Selection Sunday. So that will probably happen. And I anticipate sometime by Sunday, be on the lookout this weekend. We will have them finalized, bracketed, and available over on News Comment PTR. With that being said, uh, how's your week been? My week has been busy, but warm, so I'm not complaining. Question mark? Um, yet, we'll see. We're not just triple digits yet, so it's been good. It's been entertaining and a little, uh, yeah, a little strange. So there's a lot of what? this week, so that was good. How about you? I know you've gone through some stuff. Uh, yeah, a little busy. Um, I know a lot of you were looking for me this past Sunday. With apologies, uh, as you know, I do shows uh, with another group here, and we were to have um, Dr. Dre, who I, I am so respectful of, and I was scheduled to co-host that show on Sunday night and was not able to, um, had a little bit of a family situation, but everything is fine. Um, 
nothing out of the ordinary in which a lot of you will probably be soon going through. Um, but everything is good. So it's been a busy week. I'm happy it's Friday. I am looking forward to not only this weekend, but next weekend as we are going through a warm-up phase, finally. Uh, so I'm a little bit excited about that. So I can get back and finally celebrate uh, my birthday that I did not get a chance to, and I will be doing that here soon. But excited about it. But before I forget, tonight's almanac, a lot of things. Uh, over the next few days, among the things on really? the list, yes, this is a long list tonight. Today, for example, uh, it is National Absent Day. It is National Cheese Doodle Day. National Multiple Personality Day. National Day of Unplugging. National Blue Dress and Blue Day. Mm-hmm. National Speech and Debate Education Day. And it is National Employee Appreciation Day. Did your job do anything for you today? Did it send you no. something over the email? Say, hey, thank you. They called you. They didn't call me in for overtime, so I'm, I'm good. That was a good appreciation right there. Uh, no, I, I'm also wearing blue today. Go blue. I am wearing my, my polo represent. Um, so, and I'm sure I wanted to come out, so we'll see. I like also, the Unplugged know, Day, though. National Unplugged Day. I know that a lot of you folks who follow this show knows that Mary is a big University of Michigan fan, so congratulations to you this week, the men's basketball team winning the Big Ten. Um, yes. So, yeah. At least we can win something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, actually, I was really excited for the season because we have our new coach in, so I was really excited, really excited. And they did a really good job. They didn't let me down. Good, good. So we're going to see how far they can go this year. Um, Also, tomorrow is National Dentist Day. It is also National Frozen Food Day, National Oreo Cookie Day, National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. It is actually also... A lot of these things go with the dentist. I know. (laughs) (laughs) How amazing that Oreo Cookie Day is on Dentist Day. So if you go to the dentist and your teeth are black and uh, from the, all the Oreo and yeah, and the chocolate cheesecake, the white chocolate cheesecake, yeah, not good. Uh, <laughs> and it is also National Dress Day. We can wear a dress tomorrow. I, 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 I'd have to find a dress that I could wear tomorrow. Do robes. I don't feel like going out tomorrow. <laughs> well, I thought all ladies had, like, in their closet, like, that red dress number or that one leather dress. It's the LBD. One, like... It's the LBD. <laughs> That's a, a little, little black dress. dress. We all have Can a little have black dress. Well, we have a little red dress. Yep. I do have a little black dress. But, you know, you also have to have, I mean, that's more that's more Sunday best kind of thing. 
I'm looking for something that's a little less Sunday best and a little more cash, as the cool kids say. I'll go with you on that one if that's what they say. (laughs) 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 Sunday is International Women's Day, National Oregon Day, not Oregon the town here in Illinois, but uh, National Oregon Day, National Peanut Cluster Day, and National Proofreading Day. So, and by the way, throughout the week before we see you again, it will also be on Monday, uh, National Barbie Day, National Crab Meat Day on Monday, <laughs> National Get Over It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> National Get Over Day, I love that one. And then on March 10th, National Mario Day. Uh, that is yes. on March 10th. And yes, it is. Because it spells out yeah. Mario. Uh, what about Mario? No, it Actually, spells out Mario. M-A-R-1-0, Mario. Well, this one is actually M-A-R, well, is it 1-0 or is it I-0? It's 1-0, March 10th, M-A-R-10, M-A-R-1-0. Looks like Mario. I guess so. But you do do know that he first appeared (laughs) in, yeah, I know, know. He first appeared in 1981 in Donkey Kong. Yes, so, he was actually called Mr. Jumpman, the original Jumpman. Do you know what Mario's last name is? The plumber? No. <laughs> Here's some Mario fun facts. Similar to Michael Michaels or Adam Adams, Mario's last name is his first name. I did not know that. It says Luigi and Mario are I known as the know. Mario Brothers, making Mario's last name Mario. Um, Mario, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> and it says maybe there's a reason National Blueberry Popover Day shares the same date as Mario pops up in all sorts of other video games. And with over 210 million copies of the Mario game series sold, Mario ranks as one of the most popular video games of all time. So. And most recognizable. Yeah, yeah that too. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then on March 11th, you, it is National you have Prom a... Promposal Day on that on March 11th. <laughs> Promposal? Yes, that is that is later next week. Promposal Day, um, in which you people, high school students across America, craft their unique invitation to the event of the year. Prom takes a lot of planning. And so that is why you first asked the question on March 11th. Men's Warehouse in 2016 found it that day to inspire high school students to create the ultimate promposal. So, yeah. And then also go to their men's warehouse to get your tux. Get your get your tux, yeah. So, yeah. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> I never did a promposal. Never went to prom, so I didn't have a date. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to prom, but I went by myself. I went back in the day. I don't know if they still do. They still call it going stag. 
don't know if the kids use that term. We'll, we'll have to look that up. I guess it's solo now, or I guess. I don't know either. But I was flying solo my senior prom. But I looked amazing, so I was all right with it. We'll have to find a photo somewhere, and uh, <laughs> we'll post it online. It will be a promposal throwback uh, picture. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find it. We'll find it. Um, But there is quite a few things out this week, kind of getting into everything here. And the first story actually kind of made me a little bit angry. Uh, This not only is going on in North Carolina – but it seems it is also going on here in Illinois. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that uh, being, quote, uh, being a current or former cigarette smoker increases your risk of severe illness from COVID-19. So smokers are now eligible for the COVID vaccine here in Illinois under Phase 1B+, as it's, like I said, on the list of high-risk medical conditions. Um, so... Since we entered Phase 1B here on February 25th, increasing eligibility to include those people with certain underlying conditions, and uh, that move meant an additional 3.4 million people across Illinois became eligible for the vaccine. Now, smoking wasn't on the list of eligible conditions when the phase was first announced, but it was added as the state entered the phase last week. And among those, of course, is sickle cell, pulmonary disease, pregnancy, obesity, uh, immune un compromised state from a solid organ transplant, heart condition, diabetes, COPD, chronic kidney disease, and cancer. And I don't know, and I know that it has been talked about here over the last week, is should cigarette smokers be bumped up? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Continue your question. Well, uh, I... Think you made your decision? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a, I'm a former smoker, and I still think that's no. Uh, smoking is a choice. No one forced anybody to smoke. No one forced me to smoke. It wasn't like they were putting it in my mouth and going here, and lighting it up. So I don't know how that gives me the right to jump somebody in the line that actually has an issue, you know, like COPD. Although a lot of people get COPD from smoking. Heart mm-hmm. conditions that are hereditary. You know, I don't I, I don't think that's right that they get to jump the line because they put their health in risk. Not they were at risk. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. So, I, I yeah, agree. No. I, when I first saw that, you know, I was like, Really? Are we really going to let people? Because, you know, and I don't want to sound like the, um, you know, bad guy here. Uh, But, like you said, smoking is a choice. And if you don't know by now of the dangers of smoking, I don't know what to tell you. That's the same as sticking a safety pin in a light socket. You know what the result is going to be. So this isn't new. Um, And so I don't know why we're moving smokers up 
you know, we have enough. We're trying to get make sure everyone now is getting the first round it needs to get it. I don't think it's right to move someone who continues to smoke and not have any, uh, um, you know, I guess willpower to quit any reason to move them up in line because if COVID is going to get you, something else is going to get you before then from all the smoking that you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I disagree with this move. I really don't think that it is fair to, I would much rather move up other groups than to move up smokers. And I know that's going to sound cruel, but that's kind of where I'm standing on that one right now. Well, I mean, um, how many people are not necessarily frontline employees but should be moved up? I mean, granted, I'm not sure what the protocols are for Illinois, but, like, teachers, people that are transportation authority people, are they in one of the top tiers or whatever Illinois is doing for their vaccines. I mean, that would be a good place to start if they aren't, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, I don't – yeah, you know, there's so many people um, that are trying to move ahead. And I said the the irony of all of this, um, you know – is that the people who probably don't believe in this or had an issue with the vaccine are the ones who are trying to move ahead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I really I think smokers should probably fall a little bit more more on the map. I really don't believe in moving them up. So mm-hmm. don't at me. Um <laughs> but that is uh it's happening not only here in this state but a few other states are starting to ad- adopt it as well and so don't be surprised if you were looking to get your shot that you now have been bumped in favor of smokers which i would think encompass a lot more people and even then you know what it i don't know do you see a lot because uh, i was always told uh, non-traditional non-traditional smoking um are we just talking about like tobacco smokers or are we going to start adding in like other types of smokers? But true. That's a good no. question. I have no idea. I don't know. So something to think about here as we uh, kind of go into it, because you're going to get people be like, well, I smoked this. So am I going to be able to get ahead? I'm almost thinking for now it's going to be tobacco smokers, but uh, yeah, I don't, the uh, rationale for moving them ahead. I really don't. So, um, another story that we kind of teased here throughout the week, uh, right as we were kind of uh, ending last week, came word that, and this is kind of almost, it's not just him this week. It's been a lot of other people, and I want to add to it, but there was an interesting um, article from NBC, and I'm not sure. I have not had a chance to watch the documentary Framing Britney Spears. I do know that when it first came out, there was a lot of looks back at who was really to blame for her breakdowns and things that have happened to her. 
were treated throughout their struggles. I know at one point they were looking at a Letterman interview with Lindsay Lohan, but that's a different story for a different day. And that new documentary has catapulted her pretty much back to the spotlight, highlighting those who treated her badly and sparking what feels like a mass reckoning a decade and a half later. And the show, in the film, it shows her as a 24-year-old divorced mother of two with postpartum depression who has been stalked by paparazzi and tabloids trying to profit from her mental health. And the bad press led to her father's contested conservatorship of the estate and the hashtag Free Britney movement by fans who blame her mistreatment on sexism and outdated uh, patriarchal laws. And Justin Timberlake uh, came out recently uh, apologizing, and he said that he had seen the messages, tags, comments, concerns, and he wanted to respond, and he was deeply sorry for the times in his life where his actions contributed to the problem, where he spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right and that he understood that he fell short in those moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. And then while he was doing that, he also uh, took time to apologize to Janet Jackson. If you don't, don't know why, you're living under a rock, Super Bowl, wardrobe malfunction, you know what I mean. And Sarah Silverman uh, also uh, expressed regret for a joke that she did at one time on MTV. And actually, here's another thing that Sarah Silverman and I watched today. She apologized to Paris Hilton. And this is kind of like, you know, people are going back looking at things now in this. Uh, I don't want to say they're not being cancel culture, but that's a different story for a different day because we can go a whole hour on that one. But people who were like, hey, what the heck? And obviously there's a difference between the NBC said there's a way Brittany and Janet were treated and institutionalized. And they were saying that pretty much the question is, is the apology too little too late? And why even the delayed confession of sins and desire for repentance can be healing in some ways. But they questioned, hey, that was years ago. Um, is it really, you know, I guess, do really people mean uh, what they say? Are they just doing it based off of, you know, public pressure? Or do they really mean it? And is it really worth anything? Because if I did something to you and then 10 years, 15 years later, said, you know, yeah, I was wrong. I apologize. Does it hold any value at a later time? That's a hard question to answer. I mean, if you think about it, um, it really depends on the person and where they're coming from. A- an apology ten years later might be something that you that when the apology is given and it's actually looked at and it's really thought about it, it, it and really like really heartfelt, it could be um, a healing moment for both parties, and it could be something that does hold water. And in some of these cases, I don't know if it does. And that's just, it's a tough call. I mean, if you're going to apologize, why did it take you 10 years, you know? And maybe you didn't know. And I'm talking about Justin Timberlake specifically, but maybe they didn't know that it hurt that bad or what have you. So 
I mean, it's kind of like, yes. Yes, no, both, maybe. Like, that, it's all those answers, and it really depends upon who you are and, and, and who you are, like, morally, and, and then how you are actually following through with your apology. It's not just a, yeah, sorry about that kind of thing, you know? And we've all done that. We've done the apology where somebody's like, I apologize. That was, that was pretty crappy. Yes, I it. And that really meant it. But then there's other times when you go, I, I, I had no idea it really hurt you that badly. I am so very sorry. And, and, and me. All right. Yeah, there's an interesting also footnote to this from a psychologist, uh, Molly Howes, who's the author of A Good Apology. And she said that hurt and guilt can last a long time. It's worth it to try to mend a damaged relationship or to repair harm, especially if you can make uh, restitution or take measures to prevent it from reoccurring. And she says the pandemic has given many people time to reconsider old regrets, relationships that ended badly, and unresolved conflicts. The only exception, don't reach out directly when the person you hurt has asked you to stay away or uh, if it would inflict further damage. So, yeah, I don't think it's too late. I I just think that it is hoped that when one does that and they had time to reflect on it, that they're not doing it just because of public pressure. And the only people who have the right to accept that apology or be okay with it is the person that was hurt themselves. We can't say, oh, you're such a phony, blah, 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 because that wasn't us that was hurt by those comments. Um, Mm -hmm. So they said that uh, Jackson, for her part, posted a heartfelt, uh, tearful video to her fans. Many took as a response, at least in part, to his apology. Britney Spears has yet to offer official forgiveness directly, but her inner circle seems to appreciate the change of tide. Uh, her mother, Lynn Spears, actually likes social media posts from the Free Britney movement. So, um, so yeah, for a lot of those people, they they uh, it is something. And I guess you know, if someone came along and they were contrite and they actually had said that they were apologetic, I guess years later. Uh, I would look at it then and look at it from where they were coming from, and I, I might be thinking, like you said, it all depends um, on the situation and just what harm it did inflict. And, yeah, so a lot of interesting things with that one. But uh, I digress. And um, so, yeah, but uh, we do have a few things. We're already halfway through the show right now. Uh, but we got a few things ahead. Still ahead tonight, we'll take a live look at what is trending. Uh, We will also uh, bring back the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) And also something that's called cushioning or back uh, burning or burning, however they work out. It's going to be interesting. All of that... uh, no commentary in part tonight, but I would like to say uh, that next week is 
the start of No More Week, which is every March. And No More Week raises public awareness and engages bystanders to end domestic violence and sexual assault. It coincides with International Women's Day, which is March the 8th, and its goal is to help create a culture of safety, equality, and respect in our communities. No More Week is supported by hundreds of domestic violence and sexual assault organizations at the local, state, and national levels. They use the No More Blue symbol to increase visibility. You can visit nomore.org to learn more. You can find a domestic violence sexual assault education event in your community to attend. Share your events, experience, and conversations by using the hashtag no more week on social media and definitely other ways to observe it you can talk to your teen about domestic violence and sexual assault and look for and wear the blue no more symbol uh if there is any good thing that we add in terms of either commentary or psa it is definitely the hashtag no more but with that we'll see you on the other side first tonight's retro moments of the week which we have for you. Hope that you like them. But uh, like I said, you're listening to page one with LeVar and Mary. We'll see you in a bit. Call me. Don't be afraid. You can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Call me and I'll be around. with you. You and I should be together. Take this love I long to give you. I'll be at your side forever. Call me. We're the Mills Brothers for the Bell System. Whenever you're down, get up and call someone you miss. Long distance is the next best thing to be. Call me. Don't be afraid. You can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Call me and I'll be around. If you can keep a secret, I use shake and bake now. You do? Well, sure. I'll show you. First we shake, then we bake. Mother, why isn't my fried chicken as crispy and juicy? I want your recipe. Grandma didn't fry. But it's crispy like fried. Can I tell? It's shake and bake, and I help. Shake and bake coating mix. It's better than frying. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Big commercial, which I know you loved. 
And I hope. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It was supposed to be a secret. And her blabbermouth was like, can I tell you? Can I tell you? I was like, no. Like, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Not even waiting. We can tell she can't like, keep a no. secret. No. <laughs> It's a secret. That commercial from 1968, Shake and Bake. So. Wow. <laughs> Two oh, weeks in a row. Really? This gets harder every week to find a good retro moment of the week. Um, so I'm just tapping you all that there may be a week we don't have a retro moment of the week. <laughs> I don't know how to top <laughs> the previous week. It gets very hard. And I know there's a lot of retro moments out there, but I have to remember that I cannot do, and I am trying not to do, because there's also been some great, <laughs> we talked about at the top of the show, great cigarette commercials, which I will not do. Um, can't do. But, yeah. But we'll find some good retro moments. We'll try and keep them. But, uh Let's take really quick, well, before we go into our other stories tonight, a quick look at what's trending. Uh, Of course, it's Friday night, so the regular Friday night shows have been trending. Uh, Drag Race, SmackDown. Also, Taz Live is trending as the cast of The Adventure Zone, a podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons, go live in a virtual interactive event. Um, Hmm. Were you a big Dungeons and Dragons fan? I I enjoy some D and D, but I have never played. So I I, I can't wrap my head around not having the having <laughs> everything set in stone, like it's made up as on the fly, and it's like no, I you can't just make stuff up like that. There are rules. So yeah, I I have never played, um, but I do enjoy some of the stories that people come up with. There are some good podcasts based on D&D gameplay that is just, is, it's interesting and fun. So, yes and no. Gotcha. Um, also, trending tonight, uh, West Virginia, as they have announced, they're now joining Mississippi and Texas as all bars, restaurants, small businesses, retail stores, gyms, and museums in West Virginia can open to 100% capacity, according to their governor, Jim Justice, on Friday. (laughs) I was going to talk about that this week. Huh? Is it good for them? Yeah. I'm talking there, but yeah, good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's West Virginia, so, I mean... (laughs) Um, they're Don't all at anyway, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't care. This is a nationwide show, so I'm not going to knock you West Virginia. I could, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let, I'm going to let it be and be uh, the bigger person tonight. Also, trending tonight, uh, the birds. The reason why, and actually, I remember seeing that movie for the first time when I was really small and it freaked the heck out of me. Uh, but someone tonight started the trend where it says, name your favorite Hitchcock film that isn't Vertigo, Psycho, North by Northwest, or Rear Window. 
Which are all good movies. Yes, which are all great movies. Uh, and The Birds is the re- reason that that is trending. That. And I'm surprised they didn't add that one to the list. Uh, also trending was Rope, because it was another one uh, that a lot of folks are talking about. And uh, I know at one point Coming to America was trending because it came out today, the sequel uh, to Coming to America, Coming to America, uh, came out. I had some friends who watched it, and reviews are mixed. Some people love it. Some people are saying Eddie Murphy didn't age. Everybody else did. Um, (laughs) A lot of people were saying that they laughed from beginning to end, and that's good. Some people who liked it in bits and pieces, but not all of that. So, um, yeah, and I know Leslie Jones uh, is trending because of that. Um, so she's, and a lot of people are having watch parties tonight uh, while watching it. So, yeah. Um, I This is the thing I think that disappoints me because when a lot of times that happens and those movies come out on different platforms that I don't have, <laughs> like, well, how the heck can I get it? And yeah, um, so five day free trial, seven right. day free trial. I guess. Um, and I so badly want to tell you what else is trending, but I don't want to start a long topical debate on this tonight. I'm just going to say oh, it. Oh goodness! I'm going to say it. I'm going to leave it there. But green eggs and ham is trending. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to touch like it, this. Sam I am. Huh? I do not like it, Sam I am. <laughs> yeah. But for you folks out there, you're going at it all wrong because if you're going to talk about stuff being banned, that's not being banned. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that is. Mm, <laughs> I can I can hear the wheels turning. Like you yeah, want to you, say something, but then you, you don't want to say something, and you kind of want to say it, but you don't. I, I do, but I don't. You know, this is one of those things where I was going to do a commentary tonight, and now I'm going to have to brush aside some time, and I'm actually taking off my glasses. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a commentary. He's got his fingers right. to his temple. Well. You can add along to this, because I know how you feel on this, but here's the thing. I'm at a point now where I am the middle of the road person and always will be on a lot of things. And with this, people have to remember, at the end of the day, the decision was made according to the people who still oversee publishing of the works of Dr. Seuss. That decision was made by them almost a year ago to get rid of those six specific books. And that's a decision they made. They weren't forced by anybody to do it. They pretty much came out and said, hey, this is what we're doing. And it, I get it. Right now, 
we want to try to get all of those things that have bad connotations or racial undertones, and we want to erase it. Um, I don't know, and like I said, I will do more of my research, and you can educate me on this, but I, I think that if we were to erase everything like there's some things that are like entirely bad. Yes, those things probably should be stored away. I wouldn't say locked away, but they should kind of be stored away. But if it makes itself to the daylight, then you have to give the person that's seeing it the the choice as to whether they believe in that or don't believe in that. Because now this is where this whole thing comes to a mind. With everything that's going on with Bill Cosby, which is horrible, people wanted to get rid of the Cosby show. And I was like, but the Cosby show, to me, is different than the Bill Cosby that did something horrible outside of that. Because now the great works from everybody else in that cast gets pushed to the darkness because of one person, the main cast member. And it still is shown on TV, but there were people at one point who wanted it wiped off of TV. And I was like, but you have to give people the option as to whether they want that or not. Here's a wonderful thing about life. If there is a TV show or a network that you don't like to watch, the wonderful invention that they made was a remote control. You don't have to watch it. I will tell you this tonight. There is some networks that claim that they are news. I don't watch them. That's my choice. I don't have to watch them. Why? Because my TV's not stuck on it. And even then, if that was the only network that was on, I would shut off my TV and not watch TV ever again and have no problem with it. And it comes to this in books. It is not going to – we use this more as a teaching tool, not as a – quote, canceling tool, because the danger when it comes to canceling something is that we got rid of it, but where is the lesson learned? Because for everything that we cancel, if it disappears, somebody else is going to come along and do something, if not worse, and we don't learn. And then you cancel that one out, and then you cancel the other one out, and then you cancel somebody else out, and then it keeps on going. And then those people that got canceled want to cancel this out because they disagreed with this. While I agree that we should pretty much come down on those people who still have those beliefs, you have to give people the option to cancel it on their own. Because if it still sticks out there, it's not erasing history. It's saying, hey, this is still out here. This is wrong. But it is your decision as to whether you like this or not. And if other people like it, that's their choice. I know I'm going to be in the minority on this. But like the one singer, the country singer, who said the N-word, is it a bad thing? Yes, it was. Was it an even weaker response for people to come out and say, well, it's said over here? Yeah, because the thing is that if somebody jumped off a bridge, are you going to do it too? <laughs> you know, the repercussions lie where it may for him. I don't have to listen to his music. If other people want to go out there and support him and do whatever and listen to it, that's fine. Because he's still going to make his money one way or the other. 
but let it be a lesson, and I hope it's a lesson that he learned, that that's not acceptable. And we just can't go about canceling everyone because we have to, at the end of the day, leave it to us, the consumer or watcher, to pretty much state what we want. And like I said, if your family member still wants to read those books, then maybe you're going to think a little bit different about them. But at least I know, instead of canceling something out. But at the end of the day, that's your decision. Just like it is your decision to be a Democrat or Republican, to be a Catholic or a Baptist, to be uh, uh, pro or con or something, or to be a Yankees or Red Sox fan. And no matter how deep it goes or how, no matter how bad it is, like I said, there's worse things that we could probably be cancel culture right now. But if we keep overdoing it, what's next? So be careful with opening that Pandora's box. That's all i got to add to that one. I'm sorry. I took up a lot of time tonight on that. No, no, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, you and I are on – we're, you and I are both very middle of the road people, but I think we're on opposite sides of the road. We tend to be on opposite sides of the road sometimes, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That, that, that makes our friendship more fun. Um, but when it comes down to something like this, you and I are both very much in agreement of like, let it be a lesson. Don't history is supposed to teach us, not be erased. Um, I'm not necessarily proud. Show it, and I'm still going to give that and pass that on to my my family, my daughter, and to people that I hold dearest. Because then I get to say, learn from my mistake, learn from my past, learn from this, so that you don't have to deal with it, so that you don't have to have those those heartaches and those you know those trials. Um, in the case of books, okay, there are a lot worse books out there. There are a lot of books out there that could be so much worse than this. And really when it comes down to it, the books themselves, if read at face value, are not awful. It's the art. It's the, it's the combination of everything that is there. So instead of saying, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, we're going to throw it away now, instead of doing that, let's, let's back this off a little bit. Be like, all right, is this really that bad? And there are stuff out there rather, that is really that bad. I know it's going to be sound bad, but I would almost rather just like what they did. Uh, like I said, one thing we could all agree on, everybody watch Tom and Jerry. Everybody has. Mm-hmm. And we'll still watch mm-hmm. it no matter what. And there's a lot of conversations in there that are bad, where it could probably be taken off Absolutely. the air. And the thing is, is that there at the beginning, if you get the Tom and Jerry Spotlight Collection on DVD, there is something at the beginning which speaks of what you're going to see. And I know in the past we said, oh, man, why do they have to add this to Gone with the Wind? Or why do they have to add this to this movie? I would almost rather we add that and let the consumer know, hey, while this, was, while this was accepted then, it's not acceptable now, but we respect you as the consumer of this information to decide for yourself whether it is good or bad or, you know, how you feel about it, because you could turn it off. You don't even have to buy the book. 
You know, the best way exactly. that I tell that you can teach someone that you aren't going to put up with what they've done is to not support them in their endeavor. If you have a bad politician yes, don't that's just put it on out, social media. Right. If you have a bad politician that uh, screams racial undertones and does things that are outrageous, don't vote for them. You can put your opinion out there. That's the greatest thing about this country is that you can speak your opinion on social media while it is respectable. Now, we start going into, like, disrespectable, quite frankly, I'm going to tune you out because now you're just looking like an idiot. But Mm -hmm. the wonderful thing about this is, you know, in other countries, the ability to even have this conversation or to say what's on your mind is forbidden. And if it is wrong, it's wrong. We'll call it out. You can still call it out, but leave it to the consumer. Because at that point, you don't have to buy the Dr. Seuss book. And is the earlier things bad? Yes, it is. It's it's very bad, which is why, like I said, right. it was a move that was made by them. I applaud it. They made that decision. But I think when it comes to the people trying to make that decision and saying, oh, you got to do okay, well, they already met on this, and they did it. So there. Now the books are going. So right. let's move forward. Yeah, <sighs> no, no, no. It, it, it just don't – I think by taking by canceling the culture, you're taking away part of your I don't want to say right, but part of your ability to make good decisions on your own. Now, and it always comes back down to making good decisions. Now, whether those decisions are ones that I agree with is a completely separate topic, and that could take on forever for us to debate. But if you're yeah. making good decisions on your own, I can't fault you for your decisions. Mm-hmm. The only thing I, I think don't have that, to agree with them. Yeah. And, and I was going to say the only thing at the end of the day that really needs a cancel culture is the things that are the <laughs> that sometimes I call it the isms, sexism, racism. Those, yes, mm-hmm. be canceled. Um, those need to be addressed. Because I know all the time, and I know this goes into a deeper meaning, and I'm not going to get too deep into this tonight, but there are a lot of people who I read comments, and there are people who are, oh, why are we talking about this again? Well, the thing is, is that if we don't, it will, and the thing that you have to understand from one particular side is that for so long there have been people who have been, uh, because of how they looked or because of their beliefs, persecuted, killed, or other worse things. And we're now in a time in which a lot of people have had enough. And if we don't at least listen to the concerns, if we don't at least uh understand where people are coming from, you're going to continue to have this thing of a cancel culture or people being fed up who want to just rename everything and do everything, because you have to hear it from both sides of why people think that this should stay the same or why people think that this should change. But when it comes to the worst-isms, 
that definitely is something that needs to be canceled because I'm not going to sit here and say as a black male, oh, no, no, racism is fine. Forget what happened in the 60s. We don't ever want to see a period of what happened then happen again. That one I get. That's a cancel culture I'm on board with. But when it comes but to the question comes down to when uh, just bringing up the 60s, would you rather they erase the 60s or no, this is why we don't that, want this yeah, anymore? Let's show learn those, from it. Yeah, show those things because we can only learn from it. Because you know, if mm-hmm. you don't learn history, as my grandmother always said, you are doomed to repeat it. And what's happening is because we've kind of put so many things on the back burner or don't want to hear about it anymore. Some of those things are slowly creeping back up again. And now you are dealing with a different generation that's trying to put automatic stops to it. I get that. I really do get that. But I think that when things like this occur, people need to stop and listen from the ones who think that it should still be there and people who think that it should not be there. And I think at the end of the day, when you find that common ground, I think that you're going to kind of agree that, hey, we don't like it either, but we don't want to immediately pull this from the shelves because we really don't think of it that way. Find out why they don't think of it that way. Just as for Mm -hmm. people who don't think that there's anything wrong, talk to your friends or talk to somebody and figure out why you think it is wrong. You know, we're way too quick to talk to them respectfully. Yes, thank you for adding that, respectfully. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I didn't even want to take up time with that today. Um, If you don't mind, I'm going to – because I I don't want to end on just that tonight. I actually want to end on something kind of more funnier tonight. So I'm going to set aside (laughs) the cushioning story for next week. Uh, That one we can put aside for next week. Uh, But there is a couple of quick things because – it was a study out, a new survey, found that Americans might want to start their spring cleaning a little earlier this year. A third of drivers say that their cars are so full of junk, there's no room for anyone to sit except for them. The one poll survey of 2,000 drivers finds that 31% of American vehicles are completely overwhelmed with random stuff. This mess isn't just confined to the inside of the car either. 35% of drivers don't know how often they should have their car washed. One in five, 19%, haven't cleaned their car in the past three months, and 10% don't even remember the last time they cleaned their ride at all. Over half the poll, 53% have spilled a drink on the floor or upholstery. As for other car-related mishaps, 44% have had their uh, clothing get caught and ripped in the door. Another 36% say that they have been burnt by hot seat belts in the summer, and 59% struggle with slick roads in the winter. Uh Respondents have tried everything from keeping salt or kitty litter in their trunk for snowy days to driving with all the windows down during summer scorchers. Americans even rely on their car's cruise control and stability control features whenever needed, all in an effort to work around inconveniences. Um, I was not surprised, though, uh, by the cleaning of the car. I was actually in an Uber a few weeks ago. And I kid you not, I didn't know what the person, like, I don't mean this to sound cool, but it looked like the person was kind of living in their car because they had a lot of crap in the front seat, stacked piled high. And I was like, eh, I don't want to be like that. And then when you look down on the ground behind them, <laughs> saw a bunch of, like, bottle caps and bottles and pens. And I was like, 
Did you not even care to clean up your car before I got in here? So, yeah. Um, How often do you clean uh, yours? So, <sighs> the study in regards to that, <laughs> are you surprised by that? No, the question was how often do you clear, clean yours? Like, I, I, you know, glass houses and all. <laughs> no, here's you gotta, the thing. You got to ask. I, I get anal about that stuff come, especially like in the winter here in this city, it gets a little hard to kind of clean it more regularly. Uh, but, and once the weather gets picks up a little bit, I am usually at the car wash uh, every month. Um, there used to be a time in my younger days when I could probably like just do it myself every other week, but it depends on how bad the car is. Now on the inside, uh, not a lot of junk. Uh, I pretty much keep on the seats, like the necessities. I actually have like a towel in there. So if I'm eating somewhere, I have like a towel to put around me and I have like, uh, in the little, uh, backseat pouches, I've got a box of silverware, and I've got wet naps and uh, hand sanitizer. So I got a lot of that stuff in the car, and there's really nothing on the seats at all. Um, and I usually will have those upholstered nicely when I go get the car clean. So um, even when I eat in the car, I have to throw that garbage out like at my next stop. So if I'm going to the grocery store, and I know you've got like big like containers in the front, then I will uh, I will throw it out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, well, my old ride, I did get a new one in December. My old ride, it was I ran it through the wash, car wash, because we can out here um, more often. So it was once every other week. Um, unless something happened that it was like every third week. Um, The interior, it is garbage goes out as soon as I get into my garage. Like that's something I do. Like if I'm in for the day, like that's the last time I'm taking the car out. All of the garbage comes out. All the bags come out. Everything comes out of the car. Um, We do have a box of Kleenex in the car because, you know, it's in dust. And then we have, um, I have my daughter. So we have Kleenex in the car, we have hand sanitizer, but all of those have their own specific places. And I actually invest in like the um, floor liners so I don't have to worry about uh, spillage on the floor. So that's real easy to vacuum up like stuff that spills and dirt and grime and dust again and sand and that gets on my flooring. So that's, that's my old car. My new ride, same thing. Um, It's actually... I have less dust in my new car than I did in my old car because my new car has more bells and whistles. So even with that, I have less things in there. But, yeah, I keep, you know, a first aid kit. I'm I'm the perpetual mother, so, like, you know, I have a first aid kit in there. I have, like, what I call a go bag, so it'll have water and and, um, uh, playing cards and (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, but that is all, there's all a very specific order that that, you know, it's in a bag, it's in a specific spot, in the trunk, 
It's not riding around or whatever. And it's not like I can fit the amount of people that are supposed to be sitting in my vehicle in my vehicle and comfortably. And they're not going to, like, have to move everything or kick everything around on the floor to find a place to put the feet. But that's me. I don't know about anal, but I am I am very much about, like, if I take everything out at the end of the night, that means I'm done for the night. That means I'm not leaving the house, and my car is clean when I get into it the first thing in the morning. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I know we're a little bit over time, but I did want to get tonight's uh, Urban Dictionary Word of the Weekend because that was probably <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, I think I'm either going to have – uh, a, I'm going to have someone either do an intro because if you do intros out there, hey, I love that too. Something like the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. Like something like that. Because <laughs> I think that makes it even more like fun. <laughs> but uh, I'll see if our wonderful voiceover person that you hear here can do something like that. But um, there was a few words, and like the one of the things I like to do is I do this live because – I don't like just studying for a word. It's no fun. And I don't even tell Mary what it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go to Urban Dictionary right now. Um, there, and forgive us if we don't want to offend. So uh, uh, there are words here, all at Urban Dictionary. Uh, this one is soy face. Uh, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, but is the it's also known as glory hole face, or uh, a person that you know selfie with their mouth gaping open. <laughs> oh so Jesus! That's that one. Uh, backpedaling. Okay. Uh, it, the, is that is the it? standard backpedaling? Uh, backpedaling is used when one is proven wrong in an argument and doesn't want to get their butt whooped. Um. <laughs> So, but there is a few. That's different the standard, ones. yeah. Yeah, that's like that's the that's the standard one. So that's that's not a lot of fun. Uh, got that. Uh, another meaning for understood, which duh. Uh, which, <laughs> um, so got that is one of the Urban Dictionary words of the week. Uh, Georgia Rose is another word in the Urban Dictionary. Um. This one says, when Urban Dictionary puts something as a top 30 definition, but doesn't actually have a definition for that thing. <laughs> so it's, so it's a, that makes no sense thing, whatsoever. Uh, it's a thing on see. Urban Dictionary that doesn't have a dictionary definition. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I have here is the word of day that they used on February 28th. And... I know that Mary is going to laugh at me as I try to give you the definition and the sentence, but I figured we had to end on some type of laugh tonight. But the word of the day from back then was nice drip. Uh, (laughs) And how they put it, it says, when you got that sauce that's looking extra fire. So the sentence that they use on this is, A.L., my homie Scott got real nice drip with these Louis Vuitton, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My fake Louie? So yeah, it was Louie. So, 
That is the definition of nice drip. So those are all the Urban Dictionary words. <laughs> <that> we... <laughs> and with that, I will remind you to be on the lookout for our bracket tournament. More details Ooh. on news BTR coming up this weekend. And we will see you next Friday night. And by the way, tonight, I know we talked about it last week with our theme song at the end. Extended version tonight. A little longer version that is available. And we'll do that. But with that, uh, the old clock on the wall is telling us that our time is, well, it was up a little bit ago. But do you have any shout-outs for this <laughs> No, I do not have any shout-outs this week. Just, uh, you know, stay safe, everybody. Spring is starting to warm up, so be careful. But then on top of that, like, keep your people close. Make sure that you're contacting people, all that good stuff. And in the meantime, as uh, one other person used to always say, take care of yourself and each other. But thanks so much for listening, everyone. For Mary, I'm LeVar. Have a great week ahead. We'll see you next Friday night on an all-new Page One here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. to page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple